welcome to the ADHD Manual Podcast. My name is Abby Chow. I'm a marriage and family therapist, an ADHD certified clinical services provider, and a proud ADHDer. This is a podcast for people with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder and those who love us, which covers pretty much everybody. Growing up with a colorful brain in a black and white world can make us feel like aliens. The manual we were given to guide us through life doesn't have any diagrams of the parts we have. I've decided to stop throwing away my parts and start throwing away this useless manual to write my own. So kick off your shoes, have a seat, and take a break from fitting yourself into a mold that's not your shape. You belong here. Allies, welcome to the ADHD planet. ADHDers, welcome home. Hello, my loves. Um, June's almost over. Uh, Pride is coming to a close. Um, it was my intention to, um, put out a couple of interviews highlighting other, um, queer neurodivergent, um, voices for the end of this Pride Month. Um, and I tried, but it just didn't come together, um, my last interview was with Lyric Rivera, um, which was a couple weeks ago, and that was awesome. Highly recommend it. Um, if you haven't heard it, please go back. Um, they're brilliant, and um, we had a wonderful conversation about what it's like to be queer and neurodivergent, um, and you can find them on socials uh, at Neurodivergent Rebel. Um Yeah, so I couldn't uh, find someone else to interview in time to get it out for today, but um, it does kind of bring me to my thoughts and what I wanted to talk about today, just to, you know, round out um, pride and, um, you know, have some, I have some thoughts on it, I guess. Um, And, uh... I've just been thinking a lot lately about how um, the many ways that pride can be quite challenging for those of us who are neurodivergent and queer. Um, I've just been thinking a lot about that and how, um, you know, a lot of like pride festivities revolve around things that, um, might be more difficult for us, you know, a lot of, like, parades and parties and, um, you know, drinking maybe, um, and socializing. And so, uh, as you can imagine, a lot of those things, uh, don't really jive with, (laughs) um, with us for various reasons, you know, it's, uh, it's hot, it's crowded, it's loud. Um, so it can be challenging to figure out where, where we fit in, in this pride month. And, um, I think, uh, it might feel like we aren't able to participate, you know, um, in the ways that are, expected or the ways that we want to, um, 
So like maybe a parade would be too overstimulating for us. Um, and we also tend to earn less money. So it might be more difficult to uh, donate to charitable um, to causes who are fighting for um, LGBTQ rights right now. Um, we might be running low on energy um, and time because of how demanding the world is. Um, and so we might not have a lot of, uh, a lot in us left over, um, in order to, you know, donate our, our time or volunteer or do any activism of that sort. Um, and so I've just been thinking a lot about how, um, <clears throat> yeah, how it's hard to be, um, uh, different in multiple ways this month. Um, and it can feel extra alienating, um, because, you know, <laughs> 11 months out of the year, being a queer person can be, um, very alienating. And then of course this month, um, to be queer and neurodivergent just kind of feels doubly alienating and, um, lonely. Um, and it can, it can be hard to figure out, like, how can we contribute? How can we participate? How can we, um, you know, make a difference? How can we, um, advocate? So, um, in that spirit, um, I have been thinking a lot about, um, I mean, as you know, mo most of the time I am thinking about, <laughs> uh, being queer and neurodivergent. And, uh, as you know, that's a very fascinating topic for me. And, um, and, uh, I, I, I just like thinking about the unique space that we occupy in the world and, um, what it looks like and the significance of it. So, um, but this month, especially I've been thinking about that and how, um, you know, what we can do. Um, and so, uh, and the message that I kept coming back to is that, um, is how, uh, revolutionary it is, um, just to live and love exactly as we are as queer neurodivergent people, as marginalized people, um, as people who um, struggle to keep up and um, and exist in a world <clears throat> that in several ways is not made for us and is made to eradicate us. Um, so I've just been thinking a lot about that and how, um, and I know that was a reassurance that I needed to hear um, that, uh, you know, just, just living as I am, just loving as I am, um, is enough. You know, it's, um, it's advocacy in and of itself and being us and showing up in a world, um, every day, uh, that constantly forgets we exist, um, <laughs> just showing up is, is huge. 
you know, and um, you don't need to make a statement. You don't need to make a stand. Uh, you don't need to make waves or signs or <laughs> um, anything big. You just have to show up. And um, I think queer love, um, as in the love that comes from queer people, um, is, is revolution. And it's not, um, it's, it's not like any other love that you can find in this world. And, um, I just, I've been struck by like, just thinking about how meaningful it is and how, um, and it's hard to articulate sometimes, you know, like, well, um, especially because like, you know, the whole, the whole message of like, love is love, um, to like, I don't know, <laughs> um, I don't know, that's just often used as like a statement to, to communicate support for LGBTQ equality, um, and it really gets on my nerves because <laughs> for one, like, like, why does our, uh, why do, why does our love have to look the same as like straight love in order to be valid? Um, making it sound like it's the, oh, it's the same, you know, it's just, uh, we have relationships. We're just like straight people we're, you know, we're, <laughs> we're not threatening. We're, we're the same as you. And, um, and all that stuff, and, like, I just feel like it's very coddling, and, like, um, just because our love is not the same as the, uh, mainstream love doesn't make it less, and, in fact, it, it, I think it makes it much more powerful, and so I've been just thinking about how to articulate that, how do I say that, like, um, we don't love the same, and, um, and honestly, uh, our love is changing the world. <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, and that spirit, I wanted to, uh, every pride, I think a lot about, um, a poem by Mary Oliver that I really love. Um, and, uh, it's, it's pretty a popular poem, so you've probably heard it, but I wanted to read it. Um, because I always love uh, reading it and thinking about it uh, in this time of year. Um, so it's called Wild Geese um, by Mary Oliver. And it says, You do not have to be good. You do not have to walk on your knees for a hundred miles through the desert repenting. You only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. Tell me about despair, yours, and I will tell you mine. Meanwhile, the world goes on. Meanwhile, the sun and the clear pebbles of the rain are moving across the landscapes, over the prairies and the deep trees, the mountains and the rivers. Meanwhile, the wild geese, high in the clean blue air, are heading home again. Whoever you are, no matter how lonely, the world offers itself to your imagination, calls to you like the wild geese, harsh and exciting, over and over announcing your place in the family of things. So I hope you enjoyed hearing that too. I always, um, it just, it, it hugs a, a, 
a special part of me. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Um, and I just really like thinking about how, um, how we're, we're changing the world by not doing anything special. And, um, there's just something about being marginalized, being, um, excluded from the mainstream that, um, I mean, it makes us love differently, you know, like it's, um, it makes us live differently. And I think the relationships and the, the kindness and connection that we can offer, um, is so much bigger than we realize. And it's so much more, um, powerful than we realize and we give credit for. Um, and, you know, there's, I mean, there's no other recipe like it, right? Like the love that comes from us is a little bit of pain and it's a little bit of isolation and it's a little bit of resilience and perseverance and, uh, humor. God, we're so funny. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and color and, um, difference and yeah, beauty. I mean, it's just, it doesn't have, there's no love that can come from the dominant culture that's quite like the way we love and um yeah so those are just my thoughts this as pride month comes to a close it's um i just wanted to reassure um anyone who needs to hear it myself included that um you know especially as i didn't get you know to do to make the kind of content this month that i wanted to um to commemorate Pride Month, and I was kind of disappointed in myself for that, but um, I want to tell myself that um, I'm making a big enough difference just, um, you know, loving and living from exactly where I am. Um, and you are too. You are, you know, no one else can love quite like you do. And um, you're special and you're so important. And uh, yeah, what you have to contribute is valuable. Um, so yeah, that's my point. And that's my thoughts as, uh, as June comes to an end. It's that um, we don't love the same. Love is not love. Um, we as queer people and we as queer neurodivergent people um, can love in a way no one else can. And um, and that's really damn powerful. So I hope you, uh, you know, finish out this month feeling powerful. And I hope that you, uh, yeah, just take a second to really appreciate um, all the difference you're making without doing anything at all. <laughs> um, so I love you. Um, I hope you had a good June pride month celebrating. However you celebrate, there is no wrong way to celebrate pride. 
Um, Hum and I did not go to a single parade and we loved it. (laughs) Um, yeah, but we, you know, we connected and we, um, and we laughed and we played games and we, um, you know, spoke to the people we loved and we told them we loved them and, and our anniversary is coming up next month. Um, and yeah, so it's like as, as good a time as any to, uh, I don't know, to recognize it. Um, I will be going out of town. I'll actually be going to Hawaii for the first time, um, next week. Um, so I am going to try to record an episode, um, to come out for the week after, um, but yeah, I'm going to try my best. And if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. (laughs) Um, I do have some other interviews that I'm considering and trying to line up. So, um, yeah. And I also want to, I've been thinking and going back over into my inbox, uh, my email inbox, and I've, um, received many questions, um, great questions that, uh, for a lot of reasons, it's been, I've been like unable to respond to individually. And, um, a lot of them cover topics that, uh, I think many people could benefit from, um, thinking about and discussing. So, um, I will, I think that might be a direction that I'm, I'm heading in, um, in the near future is, uh, revisiting my inbox and, uh, maybe answering questions on the podcast that, um, I've received and I haven't been able to cover yet. So, um, if that's, uh, something that applies to you and if you have questions, um, and, uh, you know, would like to participate in like a, a Q and a type of format, um, please send them in. Um, yeah, I'm still figuring out, um, you know, a lot of like the direct communication and what that can look like while I'm still licensed as a therapist. Um, so, um, but I think Q and A, um, you know, obviously, no identifying information and just um, answering questions on the podcast. I'm pretty sure is is uh, very safe to do. So um, I am going to be doing that. So if you have uh, sent a question to me in my email or contact form on my website in the past <laughs> two years, maybe three years, <laughs> um, then. Uh, feel free to reach out again, um, and be like, Hey, uh, I haven't heard this covered yet. I'm still interested. I'm still curious. Um, and I'm interested in, uh, being featured on the, on the pod, then yeah, please, uh, reach out and, um, or send me new questions. So yeah, um, take care and, uh, I will see you soon. That's all for this episode, but there is plenty more at my website, theadhdmanual.com. That's T-H-E-A-D-H-D-M-A-N-U-A-L.com. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Reddit at The ADHD Manual. Do you have a question, comment, or story? Then I want to hear it. Email me at theadhdmanual at gmail.com. 
Very special thank you to my brother, Joe Miner, for composing this theme music. And thank you so much for listening. And remember to be kind to yourself. See you next time.